welcome to Trips Tennis Talk, the amateur podcast about professional tennis. You guys know why you are here. You're here for an Indian Wells day two end of first round recap. So let's stop beating around the bush and let's get right into it. Topic one, my viewing day. What I said last night ended up coming true. Last night, I was concerned about my energy level the next day, both because of work reasons and because of doing a hobby late into the night on a work night. And hey, what do you know? I know myself after 30 years on this planet. Today was definitely a struggle at work in terms of managing my own personal energy level. And at about 12.30 today, I hit the wall physically, and I really wasn't really into moving around too much, but I had to move around for the next three hours. My job has a physical nature to it, and at about 3.30 or 4, after I got home, after going three hours past my point of no return, I was quite immobile and quite checked out today. I didn't see most of the matches today. I did catch a little bit of the team match at the end of the day, which is where we'll start. But today is going to be a good day to rely on people that took much more note of it than I did. And let's get into topic two, deep dive on Dominic team today. He faced Adrian Manorino. It was a tight one. Team was up in the match, and unfortunately, he was unable to close it out. And I've got a voice note from Madeline here, who's a pre- who appeared previously on the podcast. Before I played it, just quickly looking at the score for this particular one. Team was playing Adrian Manorino. When I was looking at the scoreboard, at one point, team was up 6-4-2 love. And he gave the lead back at the end of the second set at 4-all. I believe he double-faulted to lose that game and eventually went on to lose the set. And when he was walking over to his changeover chair after the second set, team was very visibly distraught. He has not had much success on the court recently. He has only one match win this year and multiple losses. And he is clearly struggling mentally with his game right now. He was out for an, with an injury for a while. But at this point, I think it's evolved from that. And his injury concerns have metastasized into a full-blown panic or a full-blown questioning of the state of his game and the state of his career. Before I go any further, I have a couple of voice notes here from Madeline. Madeline is somebody I know back from my time in Florida. She is in a similar position to my profession, and we uh, have some similar opinions on things. But Madeline is a Dominic team super fan. 
and she was quite upset and quite frustrated with this defeat, as anybody who would who a fan is would be. And let's listen to what Madeline had to say from earlier tonight. Well, another tough day to be a Dominic team fan. Um, the match he should have won in the second set when he was up 6-4, 4-1. I thought he had it. I had stopped watching. And then, of course, um, I see that he lost the second set. But um, it's just it's just sad at this point to me. I've been a huge Dominic Team fan for for years, um, mainly because his his style is like no other. His his beautiful one-handed backhand, um, his forehand spin. I mean, it's just beautiful to watch. But um, his style and shots are just beautiful. But his consistency and match play are very shaky now, and I think it's obvious to see. Um, he used to be so good at being a backboard, um, when he needed to be, and then in going for and making those killer shots, those put-away shots, winners, um, he had both. Um, I just, I still think he just needs that one big win that can boost his confidence and his nerves. Um, I think there's just so much pressure on him now, and each, each match is just getting worse, especially when he loses, it's that more and more pressure, and everyone talking about, you know, how he used to be before his injuries, and, you know, it just keeps... This keeps weighing on him, um, but I still think if he could have that one big win, um, it could really boost his confidence, and uh, I think it would help him tremendously. He's stuck in this rut, and it's just putting him—it's just putting more and more pressure on him, and uh, it just makes me sad because he's so talented. I mean, I don't think he was ever going to be the best of all time, and and uh, Djokovic, Federer, and all, um, you know, category. But I mean, he was testing them, and he was—he was beating them. He was—he was. He was uh, you know, he was one of those guys that was that was up there and and, and making them work for it. Um, especially on clay with Nadal. I mean, he was one of the only ones to really beat Nadal the last you know few years. Um, granted, three sets, but still, he was the only one really testing him. And even U.S. Open. I mean, he won it. I know it was a different year, but but he was up there um, for a while. And 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 I mean, he was unbeatable. He just had. All these great shots and the consistency, the defense, the offense, it was all there. And it's just, to me, as a, you know, raging Dominic team fan, it's very, very sad to see. And you can see it in him, too. Um, but, you know, I've seen all of his post-matches and the way he talks. And, and I mean, obviously, it's the only way to be right now if you were him. But he seems very positive and, and just kind of looking to the next match. Um, type of attitude um, and not looking at the past. I know it's hard not to, and I know he kind of feels like he has to say that, but um, I think that's the only thing he can do if you're him right now is just look at the next match, and I think he needs all the match play um, practice, more matches, more matches, more matches, and hopefully um, these pressure times um, and pressure points and scenarios like tonight, for instance, will become easier for him. Um, but it's just sad, sad to see as a Dominic team fan because – He's so talented, and um, it's just sad. But um, that's my spiel. Uh, forever will be a Dominic team fan, and uh, I hope to see him in Miami Open, hopefully maybe on a small court this year since he won't be playing in a big one. So I guess that's the upside of all this. But team forever in my eyes. Also, lastly, 
I just can't get over it. He was up 6-4-4-1 and lost the match. Um, Anne was up in the tiebreaker and uh, third set, what, I think 4-1, maybe that was it. Um, but top players don't lose those being up that much. Maybe, maybe once in a while in a lifetime, but you just don't do that. And he used to never do that. And uh, he has to win those. You got to win those. I, I thought he had a one, that 4-1 in the second set. I was uh, saying, hell yeah, finally, he needs his win. And here we are. So it's sad. But uh, I still have faith in Dominic team that he'll, he'll get it done. He just needs to keep getting in these tournaments and, and playing these matches. And even if it means going to, you know, lowering himself and going to smaller tournaments and going into all that, maybe that's what he has to do to get his confidence back. But I still have faith in him. He has a, you know, once in a, once in a lifetime type of uh, style, and it's um, beautiful. He just needs to calculate his points better and uh, know when to be on the defense and go for it and, and then use those killer winner shots when he needs to, but his consistency needs work. And, uh, and on those pressure points, he needs to get back that faith that he can win those. Madeline, what are you doing? You don't need to have this good of a performance when you send me these voice notes. This is not a job that pays any money. This is a job that loses money. I mean, what what are you doing coming to try to take my job here? I mean, I'm just sitting in my chair and this voice note that I asked for just pops in here and just completely outclasses any analysis that I could provide. I mean, geez, Madeline, I mean, like, you're on the way up. You, you don't want to go down this path. This would be a career uh, setback for you if you wanted to come take this job. But, you know, my God, maybe, you know, maybe try to get a job with ESPN or something. Um, anyway, uh, Madeline had great points there. And let's look at some of the history here, where we are with team. So team rose to prominence several years ago now, initially on the clay. He made a couple of French Open finals um, in 2018 and 2019, and he made the Australian Open final a month before COVID shut the tours down, and he reached his peak by winning the 2020 U.S. Open, which was essentially the quarantine major with no fans. And even at the time, it was asterisked by fans and by people in the media. I was not one of those people. But since that moment, his career has been completely derailed. There's nothing of note. In the, in the five seasons, from 2016 to 2020, he made a Grand Slam semifinal or better in every year. And in 18, 19, and 20, he made a Grand Slam final every year. Since then, we've had nine Grand Slams, and he hasn't made a quarterfinal. He's missed five of them with injuries, and he's lost first round at four of them, and at the other one, he made the fourth round. So, I mean, even let's back it, let's back it up. This is a better way to say this stat. He won the 2020 U.S. Open. He won three matches at the 2021 Australian Open, lost in the fourth round there, lost in the first round of the next four Grand Slams he played, and he missed 
four Grand Slams in there besides. So it's been over two years since he won a Grand Slam. In 2021, he sustained a wrist injury in the summer, and that kept him out at a certain point. He announced he was going to miss the rest of the 2021 season. In 2022, he had an 18-16 and 16 record, and in tennis, when your record is near 500, that is not a very good record because that's indicative of losing in the first, second, and third round of tournaments. And then this year, he has regressed further. One win and six losses prior to today. After today, he would be one and seven. He has losses to Kwan, Rublev, Chorich, Goyo, a win against Molchan, um, a loss to Juan Pablo Varias and Tiago Montero, and Christian Guerin, and Adrian Manorino. And these losses are not necessarily to very highly ranked players. The rankings of the players that he's lost to in just the last two months alone, 83, 6, 121, 23, 101, 83, 100, and then Manorino is ranked 68. So the stats are certainly not on his side. And there's, if you were going to make a hot take about this, there's a couple ways you can go. If you want to go the Stephen A. Smith route, you can just say, oh, he's done. He doesn't have it. He's done. He's never going to do anything else. The slightly more nuanced version of that, which is a take that crossed my mind, is in two or three years, is team going to be playing tennis still? He's 29. He's younger than I am. Well, you know, I guess most players are younger than I am at this point, but he's close to my age. He's relatively close to my age. We share a birthday date one year apart. He might not get back. If you want to go for an even more nuanced take, you could say he was really close today. Today he lost it. In a third set tiebreaker, it was 5-5 in the third set tiebreak. On the other hand, he had leads in this match. He had a lead, and he was unable to close it out. If you want to go even more nuanced, you could say maybe this is another stepping stone on an eventual path to success. And what could that success look like? Is that success top 100? Top 50? Top 32, top 20, top 10, winning a Grand Slam. I think having watched the game for as long as I have, literally anything on that path could happen. It seems like the most likely outcome is he does not regain his former status. However, I've seen enough to know that regaining his former status is possible. It's unlikely. But it's possible. Right now, he's not in the top 100. He's ranked outside the top 100. He's number 102 at the moment. Manorino wins. Eh, whatever. You know, I don't have much to say about Manorino. Bill, I'm sorry. I, I, I just... Manorino is just a milk toast sort of player. His wrist 
was hurting at the end of the match, he tried to choke it away for a bit. His wrist was also hurting against Roger Federer at Wimbledon a few years ago. Adrian Manorino was one of the last people to lose to Roger Federer as a professional player. But anyway, that is neither here nor there. Topic 3. Andy Murray gets another marathon win today against Echeverry. I didn't catch this one. This is when I was completely immobile and sacked out after work. But it was another long match. 3 hours and 12 minutes to get a 6-4 in the third victory. There was a 6-1 set in this match, and the match was 3 hours and 12 minutes total. Looking at Andy Murray's season to date, Berrettini in Australia, 6-3-6-3-4-6-6-7-7-6. Kokonakis, 4-6-6-7-7-6-6-3-7-5. The 4.30 a.m. finish. Lost to Bautista in four sets. In Doha, beat Sonigo in three sets. Beat Zverev in three sets. Beat Muller, Alexandra Muller, not Gilles, in three sets. Beat Yuri Lehechka, 7-6 in the third, then lost in 4-4 uh, four four to Medvedev. Today, he wins 6-7, 6-1, So Andy Murray has enjoyed taking the scenic route this year. And that is the kind of environment that he thrives in. Let's hear from Andy Murray following his victory today. Questions, anyone? You were saying the other day, Andy, that uh, to succeed on the surface, you have to be patient. But an hour and a half to the first set, that's stretching patience pretty much the limit. How, how good does it feel to get through that one? Yeah, I mean, obviously, <clears throat> this year I played a lot of, a lot of close matches, a lot of long matches, and some of them, you know, I've been kind of fortunate to get through um, you know whereas today I felt like I created so many opportunities and <clears throat> it was one that easily could have got away from me because it was getting very frustrating at the end I was you know at so many break points and I felt like I was getting through most of my service games fairly comfortably after the very beginning of the match and then, you know, he obviously had his opportunities at at three, four, and the and the third, and you know, I, I played really well in those moments. But um, yeah, it was it was tough. It was it was frustrating, and yeah, I had to be I had to be very patient because um, once the once the sun went, <clears throat> you know, went down court cools down a lot and it becomes very slow um, and yeah a lot of long rallies a lot of long games so I had to be very patient yeah. One thing that seems to frustrate you is some of the calls that the electronic line system was making that um, do you miss the uh, line judges or what do you think of the uh, electronic system? No I, I, I trust it I don't I don't find it I mean no, I don't find it frustrating. Um, I mean, obviously, there's times where you know you might feel like a ball is out, but I trust the 
I do trust the, the technology, um, to be honest. Uh, I think I, I probably prefer when we have the challenges and, and the, lines, the lines judges. Um, I probably prefer that because uh, sometimes there's a bit of a delay sometimes in the, the, like the calls um, from the, the electronic calling and, and stuff but um, I mean I, I trust the technology. You use the word frustrating a lot. Is there joy in the frustration? In the, I mean is there able to take, is there pleasure through it? I'm, I'm just trying to understand like that experience of putting yourself in and through and experiencing that frustration? Uh. Um, well, I think, I mean, I, I would say that most players that, or, or athletes that have done high-level sport experience lots of highs and lows and, you know, frustrating moments and, you know, obviously <laughs> at the end of the match there's... <clears throat> You know, there's there's lots of positive feelings as well. But whilst you're going through it, and especially a match like today, where you know I had well huge amount of break points, huge amount of chances, and you've been on the court for you know two and a half, three hours. It's it's tough. It's challenging mentally. It's a really hard sport. Um, and yeah, like sitting here just now, I'm obviously um, I'm proud of the way that I got through that, the, the way that I kept, <clears throat> you know, kept going, even though um, I was finding it frustrating and managed to find a way to win. So, yeah, of course, there's there's joy at the end of it, but certainly not whilst you're in the in the middle of it, really. Yeah. Andy, well played today. Um, have you read Denis Shapovalov's Players' Tribune article? I have not, no. Nobody has. That's <laughs> okay. Um, you've had so many of these fantastic, epic matches. Um, what has Ivan said to you about how you have progressed this year and how's his blood pressure? Has he got any fingernails left as watching it back home? Um, I haven't had a message after this one and he's usually in bed by about eight so <laughs> he probably didn't see the, the end of the match uh, but yeah I mean all of the yeah the conversations that I've had with Ivan and also the rest of my team have been yeah like well just it's kind of amazing like the, the matches and yeah I mean I'm very proud of myself and you know my team have have been as well and have said said as much to me after after some of the matches like you know last year I lost so many of these matches I lost a lot of them um, and yeah I've managed to managed to turn it around this this year and you know, they they also saw and are seeing all of the the work that we're putting in on 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 a daily basis. Um, you know, in, in the off season and you know, in between tournaments and stuff. And <clears throat> yes, yeah, it's, it's paying off. So it's been very re rewarding for for all of us. And um, yeah, I'd hope that <laughs> that 
Well, my whole team would obviously want the matches to finish sooner, but you know that's not. Um, you don't always have. You know, you can't always. You don't always have a say in that. Um, so yeah. <clears throat> I think that is enough from Andy Murray. There, some good comments from him. Topic four: Score read. WTA first round results from today in the match that just finished before I started recording. Um, Navarro beat McNally, 1-6-6-1-6-1. Navarro didn't hold her serve till the middle of the second set. Freck beat Zanevska, 4-6-6-4-6-2. Kennan beat Stevens, 6-4-6-1. Lou beat Schmiedleva, 7-6-6-3. Stearns beat Masarova, 4-6-6-4-6-4. Brangle beat Siegmund, 7-6-6-4. Muhova beat Putintseva, 6-3-4-6-6-4. Vondrosheva beat Marino, 6-2-6-2. Perezaz Diaz beat Kostaretto, 6-3-7-5. Kristea routined Burrell, 6-3-6-2. Radicanu avenged or revenged, Donka Kovanek 6-2-6-3, Tatiana Maria beat Paolini, 7-5-6-1, Siniakova beat Nehemiah, 7-5-6-4, Galfi beat Collins, 4-4, Gracheva beat Bonaventure, 2-2, Para beat Bronzetti, 7-5-4-6-6-3. On the men's side today, Andy Murray beat Thomas Martin Echeverry, 6-7-6-1-6-4. Jack Sock beat Gregoire Barrere, 6-4-6-2. Stan Vavrinka beat Alexander Vukic, 6-4-1-6-6-1. Ben Shelton destroyed Fabio Fanini, 6-4-6-1. Manorino beat Team, 4-6-6-4-7-6. McDonald beat Krajanovic, 3-in-love. Kokonakis beat Brandon Holt, 4-in-1. Fucevic beat J.J. Wolf, 1-6, 6-love, 6-3. Wonder what happened there. Draper beat R-I-E-D-I. Leandro Riedi, Leandro Reddy, 1-1. Guido Pella beat Thiago Montero. 3-6-7-5-6-2. Martinez beat Whistler. 7-6-3-6-6-4. Richard Gasquet keeps on going and going. He beat Borna Goyo. 6-4-6-7-6-2. Alexi Poprin beat Zhijin Zhang. 6-4-5-7-6-1. Struf beat Hali. 1-6-6-3-6-3. Molchan beat Ramos Vignolas, 6-3-6-2. Rinki Hijikata beat Mikhail Ymir, 6-4-7-5. And those were your first round results for today. Let's take a look at the schedule for tomorrow, or today, depending on when you're listening to this, or the schedule for the far distant past if you're listening to this in the year 2027, for whatever reason. Anyway, order of play Friday, March 10th, second round action, 
seated players are now in action. First up at 11 a.m. Pacific time. Let's see, who do we got? Casper Rude versus Diego Schwartzman. Belinda Bencic versus Jill Teichman. Cameron Nori versus Tonglin Wu. And others. Second match is up. Stefano Tsitsipas versus Jordan Thompson. Arena Sabalenka versus Ev- Evgenia Rodina. Um, later in the day, 3 p.m., Maria Sakari versus Shelby Rogers. Also around then, Zverev versus Kachin. Kvitova versus Mandlik. Umber versus Shapovalov. Night matches, six, um, 5 p.m., Matteo Berrettini versus Taro Daniel, and Karolina Pliskova versus Anna Kalinskaya. 6 p.m. on Court 1, or 6 p.m. on Stadium 1, Daniil Medvedev versus Brandon Nakashima. Simultaneously, 6 p.m. on Stadium 2, Coco Goff versus Christina Buxa. Um, on Stadium 2, next up after Coco is Francis Tiafo versus Marcos Giron. And then 8 p.m. on Stadium 1, Jessica Pagula versus Camila Georgi. That is your schedule for second round action for Friday, March 10th. Pre-game coverage gets underway at 10 a.m. Pacific on Tennis Channel. Match coverage begins at 11 a.m. Pacific on Tennis Channel, Tennis Channel Plus, the associated apps, and Tennis TV. That is going to do it for today's pod. Thanks for listening. It is now exactly on the stroke of midnight, late on Thursday night here. Appreciate you listening to the pod. Appreciate the download. And thanks to the people at Argon Productions for their work on this episode. See you tomorrow. Coffee sip. Ooh, it's nice and hot. Let me tell you, I was humming that song all day today. Metavolution is one of those songs I found during the pandemic, and I was making song worksheets on it to pass the time and to make as curriculum. I was humming that song all the way down the hallway today. I was thinking I wasn't too happy with um, the the Earthbound track. I mean, it's a good track and all that stuff, but listening to the podcast, it didn't feel totally appropriate. And I was thinking, what music is out there that can evoke the desert sort of feel without being too on the nose? And I thought of this song, and I thought, Metavolution, it's the exact right style. The acoustic guitar style, I would say that the acoustic guitar style um, 
really fits with that, with the desert sort of aesthetic. And that has been your daily music update for March 9th. I'm going to say 9th, March 9th, 2023. 